everybody. Welcome to Cocktails and Scenes. I'm Wayne, and with me today is... I'm Will. How you guys doing? He's William. <laughs> or Will. Do you like William? Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent. That's fine. Okay, fine. We'll just go Will for now. Then. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, t- today we have a very special episode planned because... Well, we're a day behind, but yesterday was Will's birthday. Ooh. Happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yesterday was my birthday. Glad it's over. You're 25? I am not 25. I wish I was. I'm, oh, okay. All right. I'm in my mid, mid-30s now, unfortunately. Welcome to the club, yep. my friend. Yep. Yes. Well, uh, in honor of your birthday, today we are doing whatever you want to do. This is Will's day. And Will wanted to talk Adam Sandler movies, which I was fine with. Yeah, I wanted to, I think I said I wanted to do something like nostalgic and something, you know. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of childhood and growing up and what movies I watched. And my God, did I watch, I would, shouldn't even say a lot of Adam Sandler movies. I would say the same Adam Sandler movies just over and over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not even a lot of movies. <laughs> I watched the same seven movies 50 times Seven each. movies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think I think that everyone's top five list is just going to be like rearranging those seven. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty curious to see what yours is. Mine was pretty actually easy to do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't need to rewatch them all, but I did because they're so easy to watch. I watched like five movies that I knew I was going to put in my list and they're mm-hmm. all like an hour mm-hmm. and 20 minutes long. So I just flew through them. I know it's easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, well, since uh since you turned 21 yesterday, we can drink. Can now drink um, on the podcast. Yep, looking forward to now it. Now you can drink on the podcast for the first time ever. Yep, looking forward uh, to it. What is, uh, what's your drink this time? All right, so my drink is uh, from the 1995 classic Billy Madison. <clears throat> it's actually Ooh. in the, the very first scene. Um, Billy has mm-hmm. something important he's supposed to do today, if you remember. And his friends say, drink five daiquiris. Uh, and then the late, great Norm MacDonald says, no, no, he remembered to do that. So uh, we'll see if I can have five, but I'm drinking a daiquiri in uh, honor of uh, Billy oh, Madison. Yeah. I just wish I was in a pool making a smiley face out of suntan lotion on a tube like Billy was. But uh, the daiquiri will suffice. Oh, man. I really hope you're drinking five of those. It might. It's pretty good. Rum, oh boy! Rum, simple syrup, little lime juice. That's it. Uh, simple, simple. And do the trick. Might have five. We'll see. Well, to be determined. What about you? What's um, going? So I scoured the internet and I found. I, for some reason, I always thought of a cocktail with this movie, but I actually found one: Punch Drunk Love. Oh, nice. So I found a cocktail named Punch oh, Drunk Love. Of course, on the Adam Sandler episode, you go Paul Thomas Anderson on us. This is predictable. Yeah. PTA. <laughs> well, you know, he may, may or not, may or may not be on my top five. But Punch Drunk Love, uh, I tried this drink out. It's really good. One ounce of gin, one ounce rosé, one ounce watermelon juice, but... I have no freaking clue where you can even find watermelon. Do you have to make your own watermelon juice? I couldn't find watermelon. You might have to make it. So, yeah. I think you might have to. That might be a hipster thing. Um, so what I did, like any normal person, I just put watermelon flavored vodka in it instead. 
I thought you were about to say you uh, just threw, like, took watermelon in your hands and just held it over the <laughs> I milked the watermelon myself. <laughs> uh, we just top it off with some fresh lime juice and some simple syrup and mix it all together in my shitty shaker that's not even a shaker. And there we have it. The punch drunk love. Yeah, I get one of these. They're key. Oh, I know. So, cheers, Will. Cheers. I almost went really gross and uh, went with, uh, if you remember in Big Daddy, he asked the kid on the playground if he ever had Yoo-Hoo with a little rum in it. So, I almost did. (laughs) And the kid goes, Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, Rumpelstiltskin. (laughs) I thought that was going to be a little too gross, though. So, uh, went with the daiquiri. I don't know how many of those you could have. Yeah, I went with the daiquiri. Good, good call. Good call on that one. Um, so just a reminder, everybody, uh, follow us on social meds. Um, give us a like on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we put a lot of time and effort into this and love that you guys give us some feedback whenever you can. I love getting DMs from people telling me how much they love or hate an opinion either of us have. So keep doing that. Give us a five-star review on any podcast channel that we are on. And Will, are you ready? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk Sandman. I think speaking of social media, I think this is going to be one where I think a lot of people are going to have some opinions. I feel like, you know, people our our age grew up on these. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear what everyone thinks. All right, guys, let's get into it. We are going to talk Adam Sandler today. So let's give a little background on the Sandman. Um, He was born in Brooklyn, New York, surprisingly. Uh, He is Russian and Jewish. A little tidbit on his past is like rise to fame. He was a natural comic, uh, took the stage spontaneously in a Boston comedy club. He was kind of like found out while he was working at a comedy club in in L.A. uh, by Dennis Miller, who recommended him to Saturday Night Live. Um, So he began on that show. As we all know, he had some really good, you know, he did the Chanaka song on that, right? Chanaka. On Saturday Night Night Live. (laughs) On that Chanaka song. Um, Opera Man. I was a big Opera Man fan. Loved Opera Man. Opera Man. Yep. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so he had some classic characters on there and then um, started starring in comedies such as Airheads and then went on to do Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, Eight Crazy Nights and some, you know, not blockbuster hits, uh, but definitely some deep plots with Punch Drunk Love and uh uh, uncut gems or uncut gems recently. So, um, just kind of get your history with the Sandman. Will, yeah. what was your first movie with him? What's like, how, like you talked about this being a part of your childhood and growing up with it. Yeah. So kind of how, leave me a little feedback on that. Yeah. I, I, Billy Madison, I think was probably the first one I saw. Um, that's 95. Uh, it's, I had three older siblings too. So, particularly them would would quote it and I kind of found myself watching it with them but 
I just remember having these VHSs and watching these movies infinite amount of times with my buddies. Oh, I um, know. The ones I'll go over, I think, are going to be a very little surprise to uh, my friends who know me well. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, just movies I've seen repeatedly and repeatedly. Like I said, like, you know, they're right. probably the easiest movies to watch. I don't think I think the longest movie I watched at all of these was 90 minutes. So, um, yeah. And they're, you know, we we know they're they're not the biggest pieces of art ever, but uh, <laughs> they are. Uh, well, I mean, what would you say the average Rotten Tomato score was when you? Oof, it's probably pretty brutal, <laughs> but it's probably one of those yeah. like if you look at uh, critics versus audience score, there's a big difference there, and that's how you can always tell. Absolutely, like, um, absolutely. So seems to be that way with comedies too. Anyway, yeah, right? for sure, especially like comedies like this. Like I think. I right. want to say, I don't know if this is true, but I think the biggest difference in critic and audience score ever might be uh, Saving Silverman, which is a very <laughs> stupid, dumb movie. But like people love it, but it's like obviously the critics. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, but these are probably up there in that big difference. But they're silly, they're stupid, but uh, they're funny yep. and a, a part of my childhood. And I figured we'd have some fun and uh, talk a little Sandler. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we were talking about the difference between like high grossing movies versus like deep plot movie. You're going to find more high grossing uh, movies with Adam Sandler. And I kind of looked that up and his top three are Hotel Transylvania series is number one, yep. uh, followed by Grown Ups at two and then Grown Ups two at number three. So. I don't know if any of those are going to hit your list, but those were definitely the highest grossing movies he had. Spoiler alert, they will not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you know what's cool about him is that it, it, you know, he has the same people in the movies. I'll talk about a little bit about the people who even direct the movies. So it's not even his buddies on screen, you know, the Alan Covert, Steve Buscemi's, all these guys that are like in his movies all the time. Um, And now it's more like Kevin James and whatever with these Netflix ones, David Spade and a bunch he has all of his friends in these movies, um, but he has his friends direct them and produce them. And it's it's just, you know, you can see that in so, particularly some of these older movies. Oh, yeah, that it's for just sure. I mean, he's got having fun. You know? It's just him and his buddies, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I saw, you know. And I mean, I think he kind of wanted that with his production company. Yeah. So he, you know, he created Happy Madison in 1999, kind of after the success he had of. uh a couple of his movies, you know, uh, at that point he had done Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and Big Daddy um, and uh, went on to create his own production company. Um, fun fact, that elderly man that says terrific. Yep. At the beginning of this is actually his dad. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they, uh, you know, particularly with the newer ones that are on Netflix now. You can tell that it's just him and his friends wanting to have a good time because all of the movies mm-hmm. take place in like a tropical location. They're always like, yeah. you know, in Hawaii. Oh, that Jamaica, is such a good point, man. Or like they're always somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So like you could tell with the Netflix ones and he's got this monster Netflix deal now. And, oh, yeah. you know, the quality of the movies isn't great. Some of them are OK, but um, yeah, but you could just tell they're just out there having fun. And, uh, you know, there's an audience. They're some of the biggest movies Netflix has ever had for sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I think that he's always going to have a place and, you know, 
with our age group, especially as just a guy that was funny. We grew up with him. He had some of the uh, godfather. I call them the godfather comedies of the early 90s and um, into the late 90s. So, uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, he just I mean, he I think maybe there's a point where people kind of got sandlered out for a little bit. But then, like, he's definitely, even in the past couple of years, had this little, like, revitalization, revitalization mm-hmm. like, and a lot of it's, like, nostalgia stuff. Like, when he hosted SNL a couple of years ago, it was one of the right. few good SNL episodes in a long time. Um, and I think, you know, a couple of these, like, serious roles he's done, you mentioned Uncut Gems and things like that. Right. Um, he He's kind of, I think, painted himself in a better light, because I think... For a while there, people were kind of getting a little sandlered out, but I don't really think that's the case anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either, man. I mean, I think we're going to have duds. <laughs> I yeah. think there's going to continue oh, to be He's got more duds, duds than anybody, but like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, the thing is, is like you talked about, man. I mean, you see it in his movies. He's having fun with his buddies. Like, either they're picking places that they can just like chill out and just you know, spend the production company's money to go to and he's getting all of his friends together and they're just picking like, I feel like they just pick the characters that they want to play. He's like, okay, well, you know, let's just write this character this way. Yeah. Like Rob, who do you want to play? Or like, David? Yeah. Who do you want to play? I was play? about to say, or they just said like, Hey, let's write the most embarrassing role possible and put Nick Schwartz in it just to embarrass. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always like we talk about this in like other movies. It's like, what is it trying to be? And none of his movies, right. are, you know, with the exception of Uncut Gems and mm-hmm. a few others, uh, you know, Punch Rock Love, you mentioned, you know, they're not trying to win Oscars by any means. And you know, no. they're trying to have fun. So so that's how no. I'm going to take the list. I don't know how you're going to take the list, but um, I'm going to. take. Oh, it. I took. I'm going to take it as the, you, uh, the fun Sandler for my, for my end. So. Speaking of Oscar stuff, I did like in my research find some missed opportunities and wanted to get your opinion on this before we got into ours. Yeah. So he was originally set to play the taxi driver Max in Collateral. We talked about Collateral in our Tom Cruise episode a couple episodes back, but backed out to work on Spanglish. Um, Jamie Foxx was cast in Collateral and he ended up being nominated for an Academy Award because of that that role yeah do you feel how do you feel like that movie would change with sandler being max instead of jamie fox he's proven that he can play non-comedic roles uncut gems is unbelievable absolutely he's got rob for i mean he should got at least a nomination for for uncut gems um i think he's really good in um punch rock love i think he's really really Mm -hmm. good in funny people um Oh, yeah. I, I think funny people might even be his best acting role, even better than Uncut Gems. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he's excellent in that. So he's got acting chops outside of slapstick comedy. Uh, he's a New York cat. What would the dynamic between him, him and, and I don't I, It's wild to even think about, right? Like I know, uh, right? Particularly because I'm not even a huge Jamie Foxx fan, but I thought he was really good in that role. Um, so that's one of the more bizarre ones I've heard. I, I don't know if I've, I've seen that one before, but, yeah. uh, it would have been, it's definitely weird, man. would have been interesting to see. Uh, it's one of those, it's like, I can't put my finger on it now without seeing it, but, yeah. um, you know, would have loved to see those two together, but, um, but Fox is great. Right. Fox was great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we know now like 
yeah, that that worked out for the best. Yeah. But to think to think back like, oh, if Sandler was the taxi driver in that. Yeah, I wonder if Michael know, Mann man. had anything to do with that. If he was just like, yeah, I'm not working with this guy. Like it, I yeah. yeah, I couldn't find any reason why other than Sandler was like, no, I want to do Spanglish. Yeah. Which, okay. Okay. Sure. All right, dude. Whatever. Um. All right, man. Well, honestly, just I'm really excited to hear what your top five uh, picks are for this. So I want you to start with your number five and give it to us straight. What's your number five pick for top Adam Sandler movies? My number five is... Very, very sneaky. It is Mr. Deeds, uh, 2002. Uh, nice. Directed by Stephen Brill, who, like I said, is a, one of the Adam Sandler friends. He directed Little Nicky, yep. and then has, he's directed all the Adam Sandler Netflix movies. So, like, Hubie Halloween and all that stuff that's just on Netflix. Yep. So, he's Stephen Brill. Um, he's an actor in a couple of movies, too. Small roles, but um, you would probably recognize him if you saw him. Uh, this one's a remake of a 1936 movie, uh, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Uh, so, right. so in this version, Sandler plays Longfellow Deeds, a small town pizza shop owner from New Hampshire who inherits $40 billion from his recently deceased uncle. Chump uh, change. Chump change. 40 bill. <laughs> uh, you're going to find a common uh, thing in these movies. is not only his like, supporting cast, but there's always... You know, the love interest and the the female co-star. And in this one, it's Winona Ryder, mm-hmm. uh, who's yep. his love interest, Babe Bennett, who's a reporter who lies to him and says her name is Pam Dawson to try and get some more information on him. Says she's a small town nurse and tries to let, get on his playing field. Turns out she's a reporter basically for TMZ, essentially. Might yeah, as well be. TMZ. Um, Yep. Highlights of this smut. Smut. Uh, highlights of this movie for me are um, supporting roles: John Turturro as Emilio. Yeah. Very very sneaky. Yep. He's the first guy to kind of normalize mm-hmm. foot fetishes in movies. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, because Quentin Tarantino has been doing it subtly for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turturro's just straight out there, like, let me change your socks. Yeah. Um, let me see the socks. Uh, a guy we'll talk a lot about today. I certainly will. Steve Buscemi uh, in this movie. Crazy eyes. Likes pizza with uh, peanut butter and gumballs on it. And uh, he is. That just fits him so well. Yeah, he's you know? he's great as crazy. Of course you do. And I also do love the uh, John McEnroe cameo as well. So um, mm-hmm. very silly movie. Outrageous parts. Um This one came out in 2002. So this is actually going to be the latest the most recent movie on my entire list here uh, is Mr. Deeds. I will. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I will give uh, my favorite quote of the movie. I'm going to give my favorite quote from all these ones. And this one comes from <laughs> the aforementioned Steve Buscemi's Crazy Eyes. I watch the stock market channel all the time. I just watch because I suspect that anchorman of being an evil leprechaun. He can bullshit everybody else, but he ain't fooling me. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Mr. Deeds, thank you. 2002 thank you, is my number five. That's a good one, man. I have to agree. John Turturro in that movie, uh, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he he's the feel good story in the end. He's the 
the real he inheritor is. to the forty billion. Um, yeah, his dad was Preston, so he gets the forty <laughs> bill. That is my money. <laughs> that is my money, Mister Deeds. All right. Uh, so that was your number five. Let's go number five for me, which is a uh, movie came out in 2008. You don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me every, uh, you're gonna give me Adam Sandler's whole IMDB list. And this would be the last one I would guess. If make this list. <laughs> oh my God. I love this movie. Uh, man. Great. I do. I love this, this is movie. Hilarious. Directed by Dennis Dugan, who, uh, is another one of those that is oh, yeah. kind of like you'll see his name pop up. I'm sure we'll talk about him quite a bit. Um, Problem Child, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. This movie was co-written by Judd Apatow, Robert Schmeagel, who is actually does some cameos in some Sandler movies as well. Um, and Adam Sandler stars Adam Sandler, John Turturro again, um, Emmanuel Shirikiki. We'll go with that. Uh, Sloan, Nick Schwartz Sloan from Entourage. You can call her that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sloan from Entourage. Uh, Nick Schwartz and, of course, Rob Schneider. Uh, the plot of this movie, tired of all the fighting in this country, legendary Israeli commando Zohan, who is Adam Sandler, fakes his own death and goes to New York where he can fulfill his fondest dream to become a hairstylist. Zohan's sexy way with a cut and curl makes him a hit in Manhattan's women. But when enemy Arabs, <laughs> I can't, when enemy Arabs spot him, Zohan has to call his military skills <laughs> if, he is, if he is ever to wield the scissors again. I freaking love this movie, man. I, I, it's so stupid. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I know it's rude. It's dumb. All these stupid, it's filled with yeah. cheap jokes. Yeah, but it's mind-numbing to watch. But, I mean, dude, I laughed so hard at this movie. I don't remember. I've seen it. Uh, I think I might have seen it once, maybe twice. I, I don't. I haven't seen it that much. But uh, I there's a there's a phone scene with Rob Schneider and two other guys in it. And he they're, like, telling him he needs to call uh, John Turturro's character and tell him, like, demand that he like give him all this stuff. And it's just like the back and forth between all of those characters is hilarious. That's like my favorite scene in the movie. Um, my favorite quote, I just want to make people silky smooth, which is, I can, I can just relate to that. <laughs> You're so just trying to make people deep, silky smooth. On a deep level <laughs> of yes. Um, which is funny trivia about this movie. Zohan is turned down by several salons in New York City as he's going around, um, including Videl Sassoon, which is ironic because Sassoon was an elite fighter with the Israeli army during the Arab-Israel army war of uh, 1948. So, ah, pretty funny. You don't mess with the Zohan. You don't mess with the Zohan. So, yeah, that's my number five, man. Uh, you have anything to say about this movie other than you can't remember? No, nah, I don't that. remember it. I remember it's a hairdressing movie <laughs> with Sloan from Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a funny you accent. You should rewatch it. Yeah. He does. He has a very funny Nothing accent. to add on You Don't Mess With the Zohan, believe it or not. Okay. All right. 
Um, well, that was my number five, man. What's your number four? My number four is Big Daddy. <laughs> 1999. We wasted the good surprise on you. Um, <laughs> this is also directed by uh, Dennis Duggan, uh, who you just mentioned directed You Don't Mess With Zohan, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, mm-hmm. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Just Go With It, Grown Ups 1 and 2, and Jack and Jill. So... Big Sandler guy. He also plays, uh, you'll recognize him in this movie, small role. He's the guy who refuses to uh, answer the door for the trick-or-treating um, when uh, Adam Sandler takes uh, little Julian out for his first trick-or-treating. He doesn't answer, and then he has to, Adam Sandler goes around the back and makes him give him his Oh, Rolex. yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. buddy, yeah. we got first-timer out here. Uh, <laughs> so that's the director. Um, so in this movie... Sandler plays Sonny Koufax, a mid-30s lazy law school dropout with little drive uh, who finds himself as the unlikely foster father of a young boy. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, Love interest in this one is played by Joey Lauren Adams. You'll probably recognize her from Chasing Amy and Dazed and Confused. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Layla, like the song she plays. Um, her mm-hmm. sister's played by Leslie Mann, and uh, we also get some John Stewart in this movie. Um, outside of those, you get the usual Rob Schneider, Alan Covert, Peter Dante, Jonathan Laufren, mm-hmm. and Steve Buscemi, also great as the homeless man in this one. You owe me a sausage McMuffin. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, mm-hmm. this was the most successful Sandler movie, made $163 million. Um again always going to be silly but this one's got a little bit more heart to it than some of those slapstick i believe sandler movies obviously particularly you get in the the courtroom scene and later on and um but also in a way this is kind of almost the most unbelievable sandler movie (laughs) this guy would get clearly thrown in jail (laughs) no doubt about it absolutely this uh, they would do a lot more background checks i would hope at the adoption agency it's geez, I would hope it's pretty far fetched to believe uh, that the story of this movie would happen. I know they're treading on some like legal ground and like legal accuracy. Almost treading on some movie. like predator ground, <laughs> like almost predator ground. Yeah, almost just a little bit. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, but it does have some heart, and particularly then when you watched it, like you know, it is a feel good movie, and um, you know, this is one that is uh, a rewatchable like crazy very quotable like crazy uh my favorite scene and and favorite quote probably comes from when he goes to tell his uh his girlfriend slash ex-girlfriend that he adopted a kid and Mm. she's with uh an older man (laughs) i know where this is going (laughs) and uh (laughs) he says uh, i hope you're happy with his loose skin and old balls gross and uh (laughs) Vanessa says uh, he has a five-year plan. He goes, what is it? Don't die. Uh, And then at the end of the movie, you find out that their five-year plan was working at Hooters together. Um, And the Hooters jokes, the Hooters jokes throughout the movie, Sandler to Leslie Mann are so good. What's in the bag? Chicken wings, booby tassels. Um, It's so good. And uh, also a big fan of Rob Schneider as Nazo, the delivery man. um, I love Rob Schneider. He thought that George Washington's teeth were made of wool. Um, because uh, <laughs> he mixes up the letters D and L. 
And yep. uh, he also loves the combination of uh, lamb and tuna fish. So mm-hmm. um, big, great performance by Rob Schneider. Uh, big Daddy is my number four. The last thing I'll say about this movie is a great soundtrack. Uh, you got Sticks, obviously, plays a big part in the plot. That's kind of him and Layla kind of oh, on yeah. their love of Sticks. Van Halen, George Harrison, Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen growing up. Mm. And, of course, the Kangaroo song. Mm-hmm. So Big Daddy is my number four. That's a good pick, man. That's a great pick. Ironically, Big Daddy's my number four pick too. All right, Big Daddy. All right, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. All right, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Um, so just, I mean, everything you said, dude, was spot on. Um, I think that one of my favorite parts of this movie is Rob Schneider's character. Um, he he pop. Hip hop eponymous. You give him the easy ones. <laughs> you give him the easy ones. <laughs> I like when he sees uh, the. Yeah. I like when he sees the uh, the child protective guy, and he's recognizing. Him. He goes, yeah, I yeah. know you. You order sort of three piece of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I love this movie because it's it's super crude humor, and it's but it's like got a great amount of heart to it. Um. You know, I think the probably the most quotable uh, line for this movie is, "But I wipe my own ass." <laughs> I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass. Very good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Love it. Um, this was uh, one of those we were talking about that the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score was vastly different from critic to audience. Thirty nine percent critic and a seventy four percent audience. So yeah. definitely an audience one. You can tell because of the. Uh, like you said, it was the most money-making movie for Sandler at the time um, until Hotel Transylvania came out. But definitely his most successful live-action movie. Yeah. Yeah, people love this movie. And uh, I think I think it still you know holds up for a lot of people today and brings it up. My one question about this movie is how many people, like at, especially at the time when they spilt anything just put newspaper on top of it and just <laughs> use that as a cleaning method for a long time because <laughs> i feel like i, know, I was right? 10 years old and probably was like oh that makes sense like yeah 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 absolutely i feel like it makes sense now if we had newspapers yeah i also like instead i just use my ipad <laughs> i just put my ipad down and <laughs> cleans it up yeah. right away there you go <laughs> All right, man. That was a great pick for number four because I also had it for number four. So I agree with you on that. Uh, So now we're down to number three, our top three Adam Sandler movies. Let's go with yours. What's your top three? Uh, O'Doyle Rules. Billy Madison is my Mm. number three pick. Uh, That is correct. That is correct. (laughs) Spanish art <laughs> Billy Madison, 1995. This one's directed by Tamara Davis. She has a funny, like, funny, funny career. A lot of TV shows, but only three, like, big features. And it's this Half Baked <laughs> and Crossroads with Britney Spears. <laughs> three movies. Dude, what yeah. a list of yeah. <laughs> what a list of movies. Very weird. Uh, so Sandler plays the title character Billy Madison who must repeat each grades one through 12 in two weeks in order to take over his father's successful hotel chain. I pretty, I think this is a standard kind of plot line 
right in real life i mean I feel like this one's way. even more believable to me than than big daddy because like if you have enough money you can do anything <laughs> like you can just be like oh yeah my yeah. my kid is doing this whatever uh yeah yeah i mentioned him a little bit off the top but i gotta say r.i.p norm mcdonald who you know watching this one yeah this week made me think of norm who's one of the funniest people ever um oh his agreed. delivery his voice uh the emphasis he puts on every single word he delivers and the way he does it uh, was second to none and uh, would be remiss not to mention him as he's hilarious in this movie in a very small role but has some of the funniest parts uh, in the whole movie to me, which I'll get to in a little bit. Um, movie also has the late, great Chris Farley as the bus driver. I'll turn yep. this damn bus around. <laughs> I'll turn this damn bus around. Uh, and also one more Steve Buscemi here. Uh, as his <laughs> childhood classmate that he bullied, but boy, I'm glad I called that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> love interest in this is Bridget yep. Wilson. Now Bridget Wilson Sampras as that Veronica Baum. Veronica Baum. One fine piece of ace. Um, yes, well, when I was, how old was I when this came out? 10? Yes. 10 years old you were in mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. are you telling me veronica vaughn was uh, one of the first uh, 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 she was hot <laughs> i will say she was probably one of uh one of my first great loves uh, that's what we want to call it all right <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh adam sandler is that is correct <laughs> <laughs> no milk will ever be our milk <laughs> uh, Adam Sandler said that Billy is the closest he has ever come to playing himself <laughs> and this is classic I mean this has got to be one of the more outrageous movies ever made uh, the guy who plays mm -hmm. Carl in this movie said that he can't even watch it it's so <laughs> absolutely ridiculous <laughs> to him uh, I mean just the scenes with the penguin the random the random musical number in the middle of the movie that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm, it's crazy, man. Uh, There's so many scenes in this movie that take you out of the story to be like, what the hell? <laughs> what is going on right now? Uh, it's so... F but you know, at the time, I mean, 95, like, uh, that was Adam Stanler's comedy style. Yeah, right? it's so unique. And I mean, they let him run wild with this one. The director said that, like, they this so much of this was ad-libbed by Sandler and just letting him be his his crazy self and really letting him just kind of take the script and run with it. And you can kind of see that throughout right. the movie. Like there's parts of it where like there's no way anyone thought of this besides Adam Sandler. Right. And there's no way anyone would have said this at this point <laughs> besides Adam <laughs> Sandler. Um, it's It was one of the toughest ones to pick a favorite quote for me. Uh, mine is actually uh, has nothing to do with Adam Sandler. Well, it's not his quote, but it is the uh, the guy who's running the academic decathlon and his speech of Mr. Madison. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard <laughs> at no point in your rambling incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that can be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> By far the best quote from the movie. Uh, best quote. It's so, so good. Um, I also have a couple of good tributes to some older movies. 
at one point in the academic decathlon too, Sandler says nib high school football rules. That's a throwback to Bill and Ted's San Dimas high school football yep. rules. And, uh, also a good throwback to Godfather too, when he kisses Eric and says, I know it was you, you broke my heart. Yeah. That's yeah. the famous, <laughs> the famous scene with Fredo there. Um, in Godfather Part Two, so uh, it is you know outrageously silly, outrageously fun to watch though, and outrageously quotable. Um, I'll end Billy Madison with a couple uh, Norm Macdonald ones that I liked. First is his conversation with Billy uh, in the beginning of the movie when uh, Norm's character Frank asks, "Who would you rather bone, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson?" And Billy says, "Jack Nicholson now or 1974." Franco 74 and Billy's got to think about it after that. <laughs> and he goes, mm, Meg Ryan. Um, and then what probably got the biggest laugh for me on this rewatch this week was, so they're watching the news and the headline, the news reporter goes, and now a 27 year old millionaire son cheated his way through elementary school. And they're all like, Oh my God, Billy. And Norm goes, hold on. Maybe it's somebody else. <laughs> Uh, Norm just is, <laughs> delivers these lines so great, and uh, uh, yes, it's uh, it's a bummer we won't hear anymore in Norm. But one of the greats and uh, was great in Billy Madison, nineteen ninety five. It's my number three. Let's do a um, let's do a cheers for Norm Macdonald. Cheers, Norm. Cheers, Norm. As I spill half of it all over, dude. I just did too. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> thank you norm thanks for that norm <laughs> thanks norm oh man great number three pick uh i feel like you know if i could go back in time and say one of the movies that was the most quoted when i was like preteen into teen years was definitely billy Madison. yeah i mean there's so many we didn't even get into like if peeing your pants is cool oh, yeah. consider me miles davis Mm-hmm. Any of the stuff with Juanita. Mm-hmm. I thought I was your snack yeah. pack. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's so much, there's so much here. So much. Eric. Um, yeah, there's so much. Well, I'm going to take it down a notch here. And I'm going to talk. Number three is my um, one and only serious role for Sad Sandler. Uncut Gems, 2019. Uh, I recently watched this movie, um, and it's a A24 movie, and it is an A24 movie. Oh, yeah, A24 written all over it. A24 written all over it. Directed by Benny and Josh Safdie, uh, starring Adam Sandler, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, uh, Kevin Garnett, and Dana Mazzampani's something. Okay. Yeah, that's her name. I'm just following Wait, Alec Baldwin. Do you know who Kevin Garnett is? Yes. <laughs> what? Hashtag sports. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what team did he play for? I'm, I'm, <laughs> hang on. This has to take a lot of brain power for me to say this properly. <laughs> Celtics. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Did I say it right? 
Not the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Boston Celtics. The bots, Boston Celtics. Yes. <laughs> okay, so now that we've got that out of the way, um, Howard Ratner, Adam Sandler, is a once successful New York gems dealer whose gambling addiction has left his family and career in shambles. And with him, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Always looking for the next big bet, Howard thinks he finally hit it big when he discovers a rare, uncut rock of Ethiopian gems with a very interested, high-profile buyer, a.k.a. Kevin Garnett. But the closer Howard gets to finally winning big, the more he is forced to realize he can't keep running from the consequences of his actions. Um, this was a flip side for a Sandler movie on uh, the critic versus audience. Rotten Tomatoes score 91% critic, um, 52% audience. <laughs> I'm going to have to lean towards the critic side because... well. Uh, I love this movie. You know why? What are you, you going to say? You know why? What are you going to say? You know why the audience was that low is because everyone gets stressed the fuck out watching this movie. It's the most stressful movie. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most um, stressful movie ever. FYI, full disclosure, take your high blood pressure pills before you watch this movie. It's the like anti-Sandler movie because I just talked about how all of these are so rewatchable. I saw this in the theater. I haven't watched it again. And I loved it. Yeah. That's the weird part about it. I loved it. Yeah. I loved watching it. No, it made me feel great. a way that a lot of movies haven't made me feel. I could not deal with that stress all, all, all over again because it is. I know. High pressure from start to finish. High stress. Um, this is another one of those movies. We'll talk about this. A uh, film student's wet dream, I like to call it, um, because of so many uh, film techniques that are used to push the plot forward um, and create that anxiety, that high amount of anxiety that you feel when you're watching this movie. Um, whether it's long takes, it's, I mean, you can't not talk about Sandler's performance in this. Like he is yeah. the main person in this movie. He's the main character and you follow him around the entire movie. He's exceptional and riveting as he plays this degenerate that's just like crumbling and crawling his way through the movie. Like one thing after another. Yeah. And it just never, you just never get that release. It's always the next thing. You're right there with him. You're feeling his anxiety. You're feeling his stress. Um, I, I love this movie. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis praises Adam Sandler for his performance in this film. Yeah. Uh, the old DDL. Uh, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you know, what are your thoughts on this? I, I love it. Uh, like I said, it's stressful enough where I've only seen it once in theaters. I, I may have watched it once on Netflix when it first came on Netflix. Too. It came on Netflix like pretty soon after it was in theaters. It wasn't yeah. too long. Yeah, it, it might've been one of those quick 45 day ones, but, um, I love the story. Uh, do you know about the Oscar story with this and Sandler's promise? No, tell it. Sandler says that if he didn't get an Oscar nom for this movie, he would deliberately make the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so 
He did not get nominated for an Oscar. So did he make ridiculous six? After this? <laughs> no, this that was way before. Uh, <laughs> but so it remains to be seen what the worst movie ever ever made deliberately will be made after this if he holds true to his okay. promise. But I, I, he should have. I mean, uh, he he was really good, really out of you know out of what you typically expect to mm-hmm. see from Adam Sandler. And, uh, you know, I, I loved his performance. It, you know, I, I said earlier when you mentioned the collateral thing, I thought of this movie and that made me believe that he actually could have played that character when a lot of people, you know, probably wouldn't. Um, so great performance in a great movie. Holy shit. Take a Xanax before you watch it. Oh, absolutely. Take a Xanax. Take a Xanax. You know, we, we've talked about this before on the show and I'm sure we'll bring it up many times before. There is a point where all the paths of your acting career move together and you're at a perfect spot to get nominated or win an Oscar. Like, this is one of them for Sandler. I don't know if he's going to have another opportunity like Uncut Gems. He may. He may not. But... In the world of Oscars and getting that, like, it's the, the right time with the right amount of people, with the nominations, what's going on that year. This was a perfect year for him to actually be able to be nominated and win an Oscar for this. And he didn't. So we'll, it's yet to be seen if that's going to happen again. But I feel like this was one of those lightning strike moments. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Should have gotten nominated, like I said, but um, uncut gems. Hey, oh well. All right. So we are down to our top two. And next up is Will with his number two. Do. My number two is The Wedding Singer. 1998. uh, Directed by Frank Karashi. Um, another Sandler director directed Wedding Singer, Click, Waterboy, uh, the aforementioned Ridiculous Six that Wayne likes a lot. Um, I love that movie. This movie, Not really. The Wedding Singer, takes place in 1985. Sandler plays Robbie Hart, a wedding singer who finds out he's engaged to the wrong person. Um, this has the most heart of any of these Sandler comedies by far. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, you know, we talked about some heart in Big Daddy, but it's a little bit unbelievable. This is just like a feel good rom-com and with a lot of humor in it and a lot of heart. And I really, really love this movie. Um, By far my favorite, you know, we talked about the love interest. By far my favorite relationship in the movie. Love interest in this one is Drew Barrymore. Uh, He's worked Mm -hmm. with her a few other times, most famously on 50 First Dates. Uh, Barrymore plays a waitress at the hall that they work at together named Julia, who's engaged to a guy named Glenn Gulia. So her name is about to be Julia Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. Between Josie Grossi and Julia Gulia, she's got some good alliteration. I was about to say. Yeah, she's got some Let's talk about Josie Grossi. Josie Grossi and, and Julia Gulia. She's got some good alliterative names there. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because speaking of Glenn Gulia, uh, Christopher McDonald was almost played Glenn, who played Shooter McGavin and had wow. almost played yeah. Glenn Gulia. Um, honestly, you could, I could see that. He's, like, I think he's when I was watching him, though, like, I, I think Glenn was the more like suave, cool guy. Like, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I saw him 
Like I saw Shooter McGavin in that character. Like, yeah, the personality's know. there. They actually wrote it with Jim Carrey in mind to play Glenn Gulia. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, as far as the Sandler norms, you have Alan Covert again. Uh, he plays his buddy Sam, who wears the Michael Jackson glove at the party. The limo driver. Yep. They were cones. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then for the fourth straight movie here, I got to call it Steve Buscemi. Because he is, again, <laughs> probably my favorite part of the movie. The groom's brother, David, gets up and starts strumming the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so, so funny. Um, and again, Ooh, I... Ooh, she's hot. <laughs> Ooh, I like her. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love how uh, George there just knows the one song. Do you really want to hurt me? Just plays it over and over again. Just over and over yeah. again. Again, I got to call it the soundtrack. You got more Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Uh, you yep. got the Smiths. You got Elvis Costello. You got Bowie. And then you got people who are in the movie. You got Billy Idol, who does a cameo in, uh, on the flight at yep. the end of the movie. You have White Wedding in this. You have John Lovitz, who has a hilarious cameo and sings Ladies Night. One of my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite in this movie. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. <laughs> And then he, he sings. Is falling apart. <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> and I'm reaping all the benefits. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you have him singing Ladies Night. You got the two Sandler ones, Somebody Kill Me Please, and mm-hmm. Grow Old With You, which is a tearjerker. Oh, but then tear at the jerker. end, you also got Rosie, the old lady who gives, who Robbie gives piano lessons to. Pays her in, yep. She pays him in meatballs. And yep. Uh, yep. she sings Rapper's Delight at the very end, too. So that's a. Good soundtrack. The hip to the hop, to the hip, hip, hop. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, like I said, a lot of heart in this movie. I think Ben Stiller's wife, Christine Taylor, who plays Julia's cousin, is also hilarious in this movie mm-hmm. as the kind of like slutty cousin. Um, <laughs> uh, but some of my favorite lines are from Robbie's little nephews. Um, <laughs> hey, Linda, your bitch is very good. <laughs> is it true you're having a mental breakdown? <laughs> Um, they are very, very funny in small roles, but I got to go back. If I'm going my favorite line of the movie, it's Buscemi, it's the groom's brother, David. And it's when he's up there on the mic talking to his dad, little newsflash pop. Harold ain't so perfect. Remember that time we were in Puerto Rico and we picked up those two, uh, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the semi just delivers it so well. And then in the very end of the movie, he sings that cover of true to end the movie and go to the end. Yes. credits. It's just so great. And, uh, so good. Uh, the wedding singer is just such a feel good movie. Like I said, most heart I have on this list. And, uh, the wedding singer is my number two Adam Sandler movie. Dude. I mean, I love that movie. 1998 wedding singer. It's a good, such I mean, a good movie. I was not alive in 1985, but I can imagine the nostalgia is there for people who were, you know. I just in their automatically say that's how 1985 was. <laughs> that's 1985 to me. That's 1985. Yep. Absolutely. That's a good pick, man. Number two. All right. So number two for me is going to be 1996. Happy Gilmore. Directed by Dennis Dugan. Are you saying Duggan or Dugan? Duggan, Dugan. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a D. 
There's two O's. We're going to call them the Dukes. Uh, we've talked about the Dukes a little bit already, but he did, uh, he did direct this movie. Happy Gilmore, 1996, Adam Sandler, Christopher McDonald, Jude McGavin, uh, Julie Bowen and Francis Bay. Um, a hockey player wannabe. He's not really a hockey player. Uh, finds out he has the most powerful golf drive in history. We all think we have the uh, Gilmore talent. I'm pretty sure when we go out to the golf course and to the drive. Step right up to see sure. the amazing ball whacker guy. <laughs> ball whacker guy. <laughs> he joins the PGA Tour to make some money to save his grandma's house, uh, just like you normally would. Uh, a downside is that his hockey player mentality doesn't really go well on the PGA Tour. Um, especially with the favorite to win the championship, which is Shooter McCavin. Shooter McCavin. Yeah, he's finger guns. Bang, bang. Lots of finger. Yeah. Bang, bang. Yeah, Lots of if I don't guns. say bang, bang, I don't think it plays well on a podcast. <laughs> if I just do the finger guns, Not really. it doesn't play as well, huh? <laughs> Confirmed there were finger guns shot. <laughs> Can we close finger caption this shot. bitch or what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Why? How key? I mean, this is like the Godfather of Sandler films, man. It's it was one of the one of the first that came out. Huge fan of this movie. Um, it was one of the ones I probably quoted the most in my life. Um, when it comes to Happy Gilmore, um, especially when I'm at the golf course, uh, how many times that ball does not go in the hole? You little son of a bitch, ball. Why don't you just go to your home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. Suck my white ass ball. Uh, so good, man. Um, this is probably my favorite antagonist in the movie is Shooter McGavin. He's an asshole. Um, he also has no, like, I mean, really, he doesn't really have any, like, thing to hold him to like oh yeah i really like this guy he's just like in the wrong place he's just an asshole <laughs> just straight up um but yeah uh little trip piece of trivia on this uh when dennis dugan told bob barker that a stunt double would be used in the fight scene barker incensed insisted on doing his own stunts saying wait a minute i know how to fight because he had actually trained with Chuck Norris. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I know yeah. I know that uh this was the first MTV best fight winner at the VMAs was yes. Bob Barker. And yes, Adam it Sandler. was. Yeah. Absolutely. Bob Barker wasn't sure he wanted to be in the movie, but when he learned he was gonna fight Adam Sandler, he accepted the role. <laughs> so I love uh when they're about to give Happy his his disciplinary action for the fight. He walks in the office and Shooter goes, Happy Gilmore, come on down. <laughs> I love when he's at the bar and he breaks the bottle. <laughs> he's like, oh, are you doing this? Oh, God, not on no, a golf course. I'm, no, on a golf course. <laughs> Just looking for the other half of this bottle. Ah, so good. Um, so that was my number two. Happy Gilmore. Love that movie. Um, now it is time for Will's number one. Numero uno. New clone for men. Yeah, my number one 
I'm going to have to have you meet me on the ninth green at nine because Happy Gilmore is not the number two Adam Sandler movie. It is the number one Adam Sandler movie <laughs> ever made is Happy Gilmore <laughs> in 1996. Um, you mentioned Dennis Dugan, who also is an actor in this movie. He plays Doug. Kick him off the mm-hmm. tour, Doug. He's the PGA <laughs> tour exec. Uh, easy. Number- who the hell is Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Oh, my God. Uh, easy number one for me. Hilarious, quotable, timeless cast. Um, didn't mention Julie Bowen, who's the lovely love interest, Virginia Bennett, the PR mm-hmm. lady for the tour, who uh, you probably know is uh, the mother from Modern Family, who just, she's got the Sandy Bullock factor, better with age. She looks Better good. with age. Julie she Bowen, did, she yeah. looks very good. Aged very well. Yup. We got Carl Weathers as the legendary Chubbs, who... It's very it's a smaller <laughs> role than you think when you rewatch this movie. It's uh it is. A, he does not in it very yeah, much and he's just kind of like Yeah. Yeah. As big Bond fans, I would be reminisced if if we didn't uh remissed, not reminisced. Remissed if we didn't uh mention Richard Keel, Jaws from the Bonds <laughs> movies as Mr. Larson. Yep. Mr. <laughs> Larson. Believe that jacket belongs to Mr. Gilmore. <laughs> Um, you know, we mentioned Bob Barker, the, the cameos, hilarious. The Lee Trevino cameos are hilarious. The shaking the head no, and then the famous Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Um, but a couple small roles that I love in this movie. Um, Joe Flaherty plays the heckler that Shooter hires. Hey, Shooter, you want to mm-hmm. go to the Sizzler, grab some grub? He kills me every time. <laughs> uh, Kevin Nealon. Doing the bowl dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. Yep, and then, of yep, course, Ben Stiller. You can trouble me for a warm glass of shut the hell up. Uh, so uh, funny. You're, uh, you're in my world now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're in my world now, Grandma. Uh, this movie is Shooter McGavin, though. This is a much Shooter's movie, if not more than Happy's. Um, yeah. It, Shooter McGavin just kills me. Um, there's some stories out there that they wanted Kevin Costner to play Shooter McGavin, which <laughs> I cannot see at all. Christopher McDonald is Shooter McGavin. Because of his success on Tin Cup. I think Tin Cup was after this, but it's still like crazy. It's like... Oh, uh, so maybe it was a makeup. Yeah, like, I guess oh, so. Shit, I, I missed been, out on Happy Gilmore. Should have been in that, gonna do that Cup golf movie, yeah. Um, favorite lines for me, I have... Uh, you're in trouble though pal I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast you eat pieces mm, of classic. shit for breakfast no um, <laughs> and uh, I'll just end it with probably my favorite line of the whole movie friends do listen to endless love in the dark friends listen to endless <laughs> love in the dark uh, this is uh, easy number one for me happy Gilmore is Sandler's best can't beat it you can't beat it, man. Unless you talk about my number one, which was your number two, <laughs> which is The Wedding Singer. Nice. <laughs> that one to me is, I mean, it's the most quotable movie I have. It's the one with the most heart. I love it. Um, I, I love Happy Gilmore. Don't get me wrong. But, man, I could watch wedding singer over and over and over and over again and it's because of the outrageous cast of characters i mean you talked about it man like steve buscemi 
like hilarious. Um, George Allen covert as uh, the antagonist in this movie. Um, and just, I don't know why, but Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore always just go together, right? They do. They do. Um, how about the mutants at table nine? You're a big fan of the mutants at table nine. <laughs> sideburns. Sideburns fat. Yeah, I mean, sideburns. Oh. Uh, I love that uh, Love Stinks rendition yeah. there. Cindy <laughs> and Scott are newlyweds. whoop dee dee doo whoop dee doo Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, so uncredited on the script, Carrie Fisher, Judd Apatow which makes a lot of sense, and Adam Sandler. Um, it's a great story. A lot of one-liners. Um, my favorite quote from this movie is, Hey, Psycho, you're not going to discuss this, okay? It's over. Please get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. <laughs> Very good. Which they did. <laughs> they did. Van Halen actually broke up. <laughs> So, great movie. Uh, Wedding Singer 1998 was my number one. I can't hate it. It's my number two. It's a great one. Uh, some good picks there. Maybe besides Tomas with the Zohan. I don't know what the fuck that was doing on there. But other yeah, than that, not You should rewatch <laughs> it. You should rewatch it and then also love it. Yeah. All right. Well, curious to see what everyone else... Is there any ones that just missed? What were your six, seven, eight movies? <laughs> Um, so just missed for me was actually, I was going to mention, um, murder mystery. Cause that was kind of a funny Adam Sandler movie. Kind of liked that one. Um, the other one was 51st dates, but I mentioned that on a rom-com episode. So yep. it disqualified me from using it. Yep. Yeah. How about you? I was, I was pretty set on these five. Like I said, I was going straight like Sandler comedies, but I love, yeah. love funny people and I love his role in funny people. Um, it's a great movie, very emotional movie, very funny movie. Seth Rogen is great in it. Eric Bana is great in it. Leslie Mann's great in it. Uh, Sandler mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. a killer uh, John Lennon cover of the song Real Love in it, which I am a huge fan of. Um, that movie is just so real life. It has the Judd Apatow this movie is a half hour too long syndrome. Like all of his are. Yep. This is 40 knocked up. Uh, King of Staten Island. All these movies are a half hour too long. Um, but it is a a very, very strong and powerful movie to me. But like I said, I picked this one for my birthday. I wanted to have fun and talk about the classic Sandler comedies. And for me, these five were, were easy. It was it. That's great, man. Yeah, I think a lot of I'm people would probably have talked about this. Yeah, I think the, 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 a lot of people probably have the Water Boy. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, yeah, I mean that kind of leads us into our like bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I, talk, it's not right? that bad. Like, it's not that bad, but I, I would not have the water. I would, I would not have it as my bottom of the barrel. But uh oh, it sounds like you might. Do we want to go there right now? What's your worst? You go ahead. Let's go into it. No, I don't have okay. Waterboy on that mine. Bad, I, it's not that bad. The one I have, I feel, is much worse. Ah, right, you go first. Let's hear it. Oh, you want me to go yeah, first? Go. Okay. So this this may this may be some controversy on here, but my Adam Sandler movie that I probably like the least is Little Nicky. 
All right. It's funny you mentioned that because so it's not my worst, but there's something to be said for the just the way he talks in the movie, starting to mm-hmm. get tired of it. There's two kinds of Adam Sandler movies. There's the kind where he plays a complete idiot and uses a funny voice. And there's a kind where he plays a sweet doofus with a regular voice. <laughs> there's a kind where he plays a complete idiot, but still with a <laughs> normal voice. But you, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to call you out, though. You like you don't mess with the Zohan at the same time. I do, you should, but I... You got a sucker for that There was accent? something... I, I mean, I just like that accent. I mean, it worked well for Borat, too, didn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, it works well for Borat. I guess you got to... Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but little Nikki, I mean, that was probably like the the biggest holdup I have is like the character of Nikki. I didn't, I did not like. Yeah, there's some I didn't funny like parts his in voice, that movie. Yeah, but it doesn't come from him and his voice. And I remember like growing up and watching Little Nikki, and uh, like that was 2000, so I was in high school, and everybody was like. You know, release the good. Yeah. And just like had that voice and just over and over and over again. There's some really funny parts of this movie. And like, yeah, there's a huge, talented cast in this movie. Like huge. Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. Reese Ifons. <laughs> so I'm not even going to like, yeah. I think that's how you say his name. It's Reese Ifons. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Rice of Fons. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I can't say like, oh, this was dumb. The jokes were stupid because then I would just like completely void all <laughs> Sandler movies. Yeah. But yeah. But I don't know. Something about the character of Nikki and just the way that's just some of the jokes. It just it fell flat for me and I didn't like it very much. Yeah. So we are close to we're on the same page of why we don't like Sandler movies and for okay. me it's like I don't like the water boy I don't like I don't hate little Nicky but the voice is a little bit much for me but mine is yep. uh, Jack and Jill because I cannot stand <laughs> him playing Jack and Jill it is I, yeah. literally to the point where I can't watch the movie um, yeah and I probably haven't even gotten through it and it's not I like some of these dumb Sandler movies. I actually love That's My Boy with Andy Samberg. I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I will take mm-hmm. a dumb Sandler movie. I liked, um, you know, a couple of ones on Netflix. Like, I'm fine with them. I like, just go with it. I will like these dumb Sandler movies and take them as dumb Sandler movies. Yeah, yeah But when it sure. becomes unwatchable, like, and that's what Jack and Jill was for me with this voice mm-hmm. he's doing as Jill. Uh, yep. it's, it's nails on a chalkboard in me and it's not even like, Hey, I can't judge this movie. I can't judge it because it's unwatchable. Um, so I can't. I have to put this at the bottom of the barrel. I can't believe Al Pacino did this movie. He played himself in it. <laughs> Jack. And I Joe. know, yeah, right? Crazy. We just talked about like Al Pacino and like <laughs> to put yourself in this movie, yeah. man. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But you know, listen, all these movies are bad to a sense. They're all stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But uh, Jack. Jack and Jill was the one that stood out for me as being ick. I'd have to agree with you on that. (laughs) 
Um, in fact, there is a top 45 list of uh, Adam Sandler movies and Jack and Jill made number 44 with the ridiculous six clocking in at number 45 Ew. with a 0% Rotten Tomatoes score yeah. and Jack and Jill hitting a 3% Rotten Tomatoes score. All right. So, shoot for the stars. Shoot for the stars, man. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know... 2011 that was even post like let's put uh, um, a comedian and drag and see how funny it is yeah i don't think you're making jack and jill today i think that's over yeah i think that's over too although the like funny you don't think they're gonna make the big mama's house again <laughs> no but i'm thinking of the funny trailers that always be like this summer adam sandler and adam sandler oh my god yeah. So basically, the uh, fake trailer that was in Tropic Thunder. It, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, what's that? Why what's that in Tropic Thunder? What's in that there? in Tropic Thunder? The farts or what's their nickname? <laughs> uh, oh my god, we got to look this up now. Yeah. Oh my god, Tropic Thunder. Uh, Jack Black movie. Right, it was Jack Black. Fictional. It was the farts. Yeah, it's something to do with farts. The fatties. The fatties. The fatties. The fatties. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeff Portnoy Jeff was Portnoy. the name. Jeff Portnoy. Jeff Portnoy. Yeah. Jeff Portnoy. Yeah. The fatties. That's it. Uh, well, that's that's Sandman. I hope uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear the feedback on this. I know this is uh, like I said before, nostalgia for a lot of people. So. Sure, we'll get some opinions on these lists. I'm sure everyone will love your uh, you don't mess with the Zohan and totally agree with it. So I can't <laughs> wait to hear that. Honestly, I can't wait either. <laughs> so one thing I was gonna ask you to kind of wrap this up yeah. man, is you know, we talked about like we grew up on Sandler, now we're adults. What do you have a different perspective of Sandler movies now that you're an adult versus when you were a kid? I understand the adult humor a little bit more at times. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Like I just said, it's I, not just copy and paste. Yeah. Anymore. I wasn't quoting shit just for the sake of quoting it. And not understand what I'm saying right. at all. Um, no, like I said, I think I, I, I totally think of them the same way. I think um, of them. Well, I probably think of them more as like slapstick comedies now than like absolute comedy greats that i probably used to think of yeah yeah um but they're still are hilarious to me to this day i still you know will obviously rewatch any of them so like i said take them for what they are don't read into it and uh, have some fun with them absolutely i couldn't agree more man uh don't read into them and we'll say that a, a lot about comedies that we talk about on this show but i think uh i think n- movies should never take themselves too seriously if that's not their goal like yeah don't take yourself too seriously man you're a movie like in the end you're just another form of entertainment so watch it enjoy it laugh at it if you can if you don't like it shut it off and turn something else on we're in the world of netflix and hulu and hbo max and all the other streaming services so absolutely um so we're going to leave you guys today with a cheers and let us know what you think. Let uh, let us know actually which 
of our number two and number one swapped would you pick as your number one? Was it Happy Gilmore or Wedding Singer? Both are top movies in our opinions, but we got to know. We want to know which which one of those is your guys' number one, if any. Give us, uh, give us a comment. Leave us some feedback. And we will talk to you guys next week because... We're going to go over uh, some news of the upcoming movies for the rest of the year. Uh, Theaters are back. We're starting to get movies back full swing, getting really excited about the season. Um, And also, uh, Will and I are going to be meeting in person again, and we're going to be going and watching the new Bond movie. Um, Yeah. How excited are you for that one? Yeah, I mean, just to... To backtrack a little, I mean, October in general is a big movie month. We, there's a, a lot going on, a lot of big releases. You got Venom, you got Bond, you got Dune, you got uh, the new Wes Anderson. Um, there mm-hmm. is a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot uh, in movie news in general outside of that that's come out recently that uh, I'm excited to talk about. So we'll talk about that ne- that next week. But Bond, uh, is, is, I'm sure it's no surprise any is the one we're looking most forward to. And uh, yep. we'll talk a lot about that. That's correct. All right, guys. No, no, well, hold on. You said that wrong. That is correct. Spanish <laughs> Armada. <laughs> uh, Cheers, Will. Cheers. <laughs>